the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Glad to have you along on 98.9 in Columbus, 94.5 in Dayton. And if you are on I-70, hopefully you're getting out of what was a major, major mess that happened a little bit more than an hour ago. Uh, Huber Heights police say that there was a semi traveling east, went off the road, crashed into a sound wall west of Old Troy Pike. Um, Really a mess. Closed a bunch of ramps from I-75 onto I-70 East. Um, Big-time delays. Never fun. That was a delay today getting to work here in uh, Columbus near 270 and 23. Dump truck. I don't know what happened to the dump truck, but something happened because it stopped right on the uh, highway at the worst possible place. Near the top of the ramp of 315 to 315, off 315 going on to 23 North, which is always a crapshoot in the morning, and when that happens around 7.30 and most of the traffic happens around 8 o'clock, it's going to get even worse. So uh, hopefully that situation on I-70 has been alleviated. Uh, Everybody's on edge these days because gas is astronomically high. Your lowest price for gas in Columbus uh, goes to your private shopping clubs. Costco, 406 per gallon. Uh, There is a BP at Polaris that's 409 Sam's Club, Sawmill, and Cranston Drive in Northwest Columbus, 409. Highest prices in Columbus are $4.39. What about Dayton? And the other day, Dayton was lower than Columbus. Today, Dayton is much higher than Columbus. Lowest price in Dayton is $4.20 at Sam's Club and $4.22 at Speedway in Trotwood. And as I look at the map, the highest prices in Dayton are uh, right around 435. And as you would expect, those are all congregated right along the interstate because, you know, convenience, you're going to pay for that. So it makes an interesting scenario of Joe Biden knowing what's coming ahead of him in the midterm elections. And all the polls say he's going to get crushed, absolutely crushed in the midterms and having a solution available to him. To bring down gas prices, and no, I'm not talking about releasing millions of barrels of oil from the strategic petroleum reserves. That has an impact for about a week and a half. But he's done that twice now. We've saw, we've seen rather, gas prices go down a eh, dime, fifteen cents, maybe. Twelve days of oil glutted into the market of gasoline, rather glutted into the market. Okay, makes a little momentary difference. Then it goes away, and so does the reduction in price. And everybody starts paying more again. And you see it go up in chunks and chunks and chunks. I mean, Monday, I 
drive my kids to school, and I'm like, 429? Where did this come from? Uh, Here is Carl Rove, pollster extraordinaire on Fox News, talking about the inevitable cause of the problems that we see in our country and the inevitable toll that will be exacted upon Democrats for it. I apologize for the lack of uh, computer response today. We've had some issues here with the computer. Let me try this one more time. One more time. Carl Rove on what's going on with Biden policies and the inevitable outgrowth of those policies at the ballot box. When you depreciate the currency and you spend too much money you don't have, the, that, that something bad is going to happen. And, and we see it in the polls. President Biden's approval on the economy, 36 percent. Disapproval, 61. On inflation, 28. And, 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 and disapproval, 67 uh, you know, it, it just, you know, those are very strong yeah. numbers. And the problem for the president is, is that independents, the swing voters who are going to decide the 2022 election, think a lot more like Republicans than they do Democrats. 68% of Democrats approve of the president's handling of the economy, but only 9% of Republicans and 30% of independents. On inflation, think about this, only 54% of Democrats approve of it. Barely a majority of Democrats approve his handling of inflation, only 7% of Republicans and only 23% of independents. That's why the president's in deep trouble on it and why that message of it ain't my fault, it's the Federal Reserve, it's Ukraine, it's the pandemic, it's blah, 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 blah. People are going to say, no, you're the guy in charge. You're supposed to solve the problem. And the oddity of this is Biden keeps saying he's going to run for reelection. I don't think he seriously expects to run for reelection. Now, I mean, again, there's always a disconnect between is he really with it enough to understand how doomed his reelection bid would be? I don't think we're able these days to evaluate a president's performance as dispassionately as we did, say, in 1980, when Ronald Reagan ran against Jimmy Carter, and, no, rather, in 1984, excuse me, after Carter had been elected in 1980, and Reagan won the election easily, and then Mondale ran against Reagan, and people looked at Reagan, having four years of Reagan, and inflation coming down, and Morning in America, very effective ad campaign. Everybody had not forgotten yet the malaise of the Carter years and Jimmy Carter, like basically blaming Americans for not liking interest rates being close to 20% for a mortgage. Uh, I was young enough then that I had some awareness of how bad things were as I watched my parents struggle to pay our bills. Right now, we're just so uh, enslaved to the laundry that we favor, red, blue, that I don't think Biden would uh, end up like, say, George McGovern did when he ran against Richard Nixon. What did McGovern win? One, uh, no, it was Humphrey. Or no, it was, un- it was Mondale. Mondale won one state. One state. Mondale running against Reagan. It's not going to be that bad because whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever, it really doesn't matter if it's Trump in 2024. Whoever it is, whoever it is, will be, quote unquote, worse than Trump. It will be worse than Trump. But those numbers are disastrous numbers. On inflation, only 23% of independents don't blame Joe Biden for inflation. Uh, That's a disastrous number. So why doesn't he do what he has to know would help? 
which is ramp up domestic energy production. Because he's not in charge of his own party. He's not in charge of his own party. The president of the United States is not in charge of his own party. Victor Davis Hanson, outstanding scholar, Stanford University, explains who's really in charge of the Democratic Party. I think we've never seen anything quite like the left. It's not the Democratic Party. They're gone. They're in ancient history. They're ossified, calcified. They don't exist. This is a hardcore Jacobin group of young people who are totally out of touch with the interior of the country and the history and traditions of the United States. And they're hell-bent on running to the finish line before they get kicked. They know they're going to lose power. They know they're going to be repudiated. And they don't care. They're going to get this agenda in. And Joe Biden... They've told him, Joe, you outdid Obama. You, they don't, I know you didn't get reelected. I know you had problems. I know we lost the House and the Senate. But, you know, in that brief moment, that glorious two or three years, we did something Obama never even dreamed of. That's what your legacy will be. That's what. What? What? You ruined the country's economy? You spent us into all kinds of inexplicable difficulties that it'll take the next president years to dig out of i mean i'm not sure what they've accomplished other than ideologically maybe they feel good about it but that's a an absolutely i mean you talk about being invested in wokeness you're seriously invested in wokeness if you look at this and go well you know joe we accomplished so much you accomplished so much that only 30% of independents are on your side that you're losing huge chunks of the African-American vote and the Hispanic vote? Do they not worry about any of this having long-term lasting effects? People remember economic hardship. Economic hardship. Things like food and gas and staples you cannot live without. Those are the things that drive people's memories. That even in this hyper-partisan age, have the chance to have long-lasting impact on the Democratic Party. Remember, remember, Carter completely botched running the country. Iran hostage crisis, rampant inflation, and it begat Reagan, Reagan again, and George Herbert Walker Bush. It begat three consecutive elections. Of Republican presidents. Are we capable of evaluating reality to the extent that a Joe Biden presidency, which by a lot of measures, given what he inherited, an economy and everybody champing at the bit to just get back and resume normal life, vaccines, therapeutics, but he's taken a hyper woke approach to everything. Every incidence of a COVID test was seen as a major threat. Every normal request by parents that their kids be taught authentic American history was seen as an attack on the democracy. And his legacy may be that he ruined the party that he stewarded. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. You can always participate in our discussion by calling 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Jeff in Dayton has decided to do so. Jeff, welcome to The Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Bruce. My pleasure. Yeah, 
Hey, yeah, you were uh, commenting about, yeah, how the uh, hard left of the party, the AOC and the Gang of Four crowd, are basically dragging uh, the party to oblivion this November. But we better be careful. We, we shouldn't uh, assume that it's a sure thing that will blow them away because uh, I don't know if you've seen 2,000 Mules yet, but I'm concerned and, you know, sometime this fall they'll whip up COVID hysteria again and uh, try to pull off what they didn't did a couple years ago with the uh, mail-in uh, voters. Well, I think you're. I think you're. Ballot. I think your concern is well founded, Jeff. And I have seen two thousand mules, and I found that the evidence that it presented extremely compelling. Uh, tell me what your impressions of it were. What stood out to you about watching the movie? Actually, I'll be honest. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I I've heard bits and pieces of it. Uh, and... Well, what you'll see, what you'll see is video surveillance video from the government from the federal government, of people stuffing more than one ballot into repeated receptacles meant to collect mail-in ballots. And you'll also see the cell phone tracking of those same so-called mules who visited many, many, many ballot boxes per day, up to 10 a day. They had to, have, they had to be at 10 or more a day in order to register as a mule on this particular investigation. So I think your concern is well-founded because we're already seeing them talk about, uh, oh, COVID's coming back. Watch out. How long before Fauci is back out uh, in front of the public airwaves warning us about COVID? It won't surprise me if that happens. It won't surprise me if they try to do whatever they can do to try to mitigate the damage that they're going to suffer in the upcoming midterm elections. And if it's a fair election, uh, they're going to get crushed. They're going to get crushed. The generic ballot favors Republicans. Uh, the most optimistic projection that I've seen of the Republican Senate is that the Republicans could end up with 61 seats. If the Republicans end up with 61 seats, the protests about the abortion ruling will pale in comparison to the gnashing of teeth and the renting of clothes. And I don't mean... You know, paying money to, I mean, mean the tearing of clothes. Uh, If the Senate is filibuster-proof on the Republican side, it'll be hard to get anything done, of course, because Biden will veto everything. Uh, But just to show you how unhinged the left is, the protests continue at Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett's house. Uh, Five women dressed in red nun-like uniforms. They're meant to be representatives of The Handmaid's Tale, which is a story by Margaret Atwood where basically women had no rights. They were ordered around by men. They were the uh, servants of men. Uh, So they're protesting outside Amy Coney Barrett's house, and they're circling the cul-de-sac around her home. And a reporter goes up to one of the women in The Handmaid's Tale outfit and starts to interview her. And asks her, you know, what's your issue with Justice Barrett? I mean, she knows the answer, but she's got to hear it in the woman's own parlance. And the crazy woman in the Handmaid's Tale costume says, she's Catholic. Catholic is letting their religious doctrine, mm, she's not a grammarian by any chance, that would be Catholicism, and Catholicism is an it, not a they. Nevertheless, Catholic is letting their religious doctrine Interfere with their ability to write sound legal doctrine. 
it's also possible, the lady said, that the fact that she is an adoptive mother is influencing her ability to see what it's like to carry a pregnancy to term. Yes, um, Amy Coney Barrett has seven children. Two of them are adopted. Five of them are her biological children. But this crazy wacko in the Handmaid's Tale outfit is of the opinion, and I'm sure all of her other identically dressed nut jobs are of the same opinion, that Amy Coney Barrett, who is a lawyer of unimpeachable qualifications and a judge of unimpeachable qualifications, can't possibly render a cogent legal opinion on abortion because she's adopted two kids but hasn't had any herself. Well, that's an interesting perspective for an abortion advocate to have, seeing as how abortion was legislated. Well, not really legislated, but it was allowed by a Supreme Court ruling in 1973 that was rendered by, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine men. Nine men! So if Amy Coney Barrett, a woman, cannot have a reasonable, learned, accurate opinion, is disqualified from rendering any kind of impact on the future of abortion in our country because she's adopted two kids, wouldn't that still place her closer if that was all she'd ever done in the motherly realm? Wouldn't that still place her closer to being an authoritative voice on motherhood than the seven men, excuse me, the nine men who gave us the abortion ruling with Roe versus Wade in 1973? I mean, irrefutably so, in my opinion. But of course, my opinion would not have any bearing on this nut job. Now, to the reporter's credit, the reporter responded to the woman, well, she's had five kids by herself. So what do we know from that? Well, we know that reporter wasn't from CNN or MSNBC or any of the major networks. Must have been somebody from the Daily Wire there or Newsmax. The activist then, confronted with the fact, unpleasant though it may have been to learn, that Amy Coney Barrett has five biological children, the activist said, not everybody wants to have five kids or four kids or one kid. So in other words, to recap the argument, you get dressed up in a costume and you invest the time in finding out where Amy Coney Barrett lives. You go there with six of your wacko friends. You parade around the block protesting at her house where she has one of her natural children is a 10-year-old who was born with Down syndrome, by the way. So you got to be a special kind of evil to protest and give him the appearance that he's not safe in his own home. So you start with the fallacy that she doesn't have any biological children. And then when you're told, no, 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 your argument that she doesn't have children is wrong. She has five. You go, well, she shouldn't have five. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.